like people will click off if it's not super snappy. Yeah, it's only a live broadcast. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, no, I'm, I'm, I'm all set. Hello and welcome to the Scrambled Checksum podcast. My name is Kieran. I am a guy that is very enthusiastic about tech, but is very poorly read. So I don't know a lot about very much, but I'm very confidently wrong, just like a certain uh, online AI engine that we know all too well. And I'm joined with my esteemed colleague, philosopher and deep thinker, Ethan. Hello, my name is Ethan, and I was once described as a younger-looking Matt Damon. <laughs> wow. <laughs> That's a true story. I, I, I was. I, I, I'm not going to comment on uh, how realistic I think the likeliness is, but, you know, I'll take it. There are definitely uh, less sexy men out there. The resemblance is there. I can see it now. Yeah. I, I haven't been stuck on Mars before, so... Yeah, no, but if, if you were, you'd have the skill set to survive, I feel. Would I? <laughs> I don't think I'd do very well. I, I mean, get... in the film, all he, all he did was, was grow some potatoes. I'm oversimplifying, but didn't he just grow potatoes, right? He did. grow. Yeah, he grew potatoes in his own feces and Martian regolith. Um, I mean, you can create feces. You can gather dirt. I can <laughs> create feces. It's like one of the most basic <laughs> requirements of being yeah, you go. You're halfway to being Damon. I, yeah. Uh, and he did, had the potatoes, right? He didn't, like, synthesize them in a lab. He had no, the seeds no, provided. No, no, he just had so the potatoes. Just... Yeah, he cut them up, didn't he? And then buried them buried them in the... Uh, and even then they muck. died. So he kind of did a bit of a slapdash job anyway. Well, yeah. Without spoiling the plot. Yeah. Yeah, yeah spoiler alert for, like, a 10-year-old film. But, yeah, it's it, it's windy on Mars. He knew that. He was, like, an expert <laughs> then, on these things. Okay, well... <laughs> Windy on, yeah. Oh God, so many uh, inaccuracies in, in physics. But well, you know, actually, to be fair, that, uh, yeah, that film and indie book, which I massively prefer the book to the film, but the uh, both are very good. Um, and uh, you, well, if wait, you, so that thing that blew away all his potatoes was that not wind? It well, no, well, actually, what it was is it was because the the habitat decompressed, didn't it? Because the oh, um, yeah. uh, the airlock failed. But yeah, not, not was I, I wasn't meaning inaccuracies in, uh, well, it was more the fact that the wind, well, like one of the major plot points to how he gets stuck on Mars is inaccurate because um, the atmosphere is, I think, something like roughly 1% the density of Earth's atmosphere. So effectively what that means is if you had a 100 mile an hour wind on Mars, that would be the amount of force that exerts on you. Roughly speaking, it would be the same as a one mile an hour wind on Earth. Oh, so he, there you go. So you, you could outpace Damon there. You you <laughs> Well, like, right, realistically, it, like in the real world, that scenario just wouldn't have happened. So it wasn't shot on location. <laughs> I don't think so. No. God, well, <laughs> I, I mean, I'm so. not a professional uh, movie producer, so I can't. I wouldn't. I, I think wouldn't if like you'd have been, comment if you if you'd have been cast as first of all a younger version of him. Um, yeah. you probably, you'd, you'd have probably been Maybe cheaper. I could be the prequel. I could be in the yeah. prequel. Yeah, you'd have probably been cheaper than Matt Damon. Um, what are you trying to say? I'd, well, maybe not. <laughs> maybe not a budget save. But like, you'd have insisted on reality and shot on location for that film, wouldn't you? Well, yes. I, I, I mean, I would love to go to Mars. Um, maybe, I, I maybe wouldn't. I don't think I'd want to be a pioneer, though. So, I mean, I like yeah, you wouldn't want to be the guy... I mean, no one's built... He wasn't really a pioneer either, was he? He was kind of like before the pioneer. He wasn't really settling Mars. Well, I, mm, well yeah, but that, that's... Well, that's going in the opposite direction to where I want to be, though. I, I, w- I wouldn't want to be pre-pioneer. Right? <laughs> yeah. I, I, don't know, I don't know where... Well, actually, no, what, I mean, what does, what does pioneer... Surely they are pioneers if they're like the first people on Mars. That's true. They're kind pioneer of, they're, they're doesn't like mean the they have to stay, does it? No, that's true. And he's like he was more like the trailblazer, I guess, in the film. But still, I mean, moot point. I, I, I would, I would like, I, I would like to visit Mars once. There's a nice cushy Mars base there, and like Mars TV and like Mars internet, and like Mars not gonna have a high chance of dying and all that stuff. I think as well, like no one's gonna build a statue of you if you're the guy that planted potatoes in your own waste. And then just barely survived. Whereas, like, if you were the first person to go there and, like, found a settlement and, like, stick the proverbial flag in the future township, that's the person they're building a statue of, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. 
not you know king potato matt damon i, I don't want to go there for the prestige i, I just want to go there because it'd be freaking awesome yeah would, would you genuinely go there then like like real talk uh i yeah i think so but real talk right yeah serious seriously speaking like it would have to be not like as like a, a as a like the among the first people so realistically i probably won't ever go there because i don't think in our lifetime it's going to be anything more than um quite a dangerous research base probably <laughs> yeah right like even if they figure out the, the launching from the moon it's going to be like a difficult one right it's not going to be like a cushy yeah i mean i think resort. i think we i think it's likely that we'll have a sustained presence on mars within our lifetimes do you think in our lifetime we'll see the first influencer to go to mars and shoot a video that's sponsored from there i uh, probably do, do you think by the time that we're like in our 60s there's going to be yeah you know, i can't see why not i mean they're, they're sending they've sent celebrities to the international space station haven't they and really yeah i mean it well like celebrity celebrity not like west not west like... no, well no but like there was uh ross cosmos the russian space agency they um last year they sent a, a russian actor to the space station to film a, a movie um, dang actually on the international space that, station that's that's a bit like though james cameron going to the bottom of the sea isn't it but Tom Cruise is going. Tom Cruise is going to the International Space Station as well. To, really? To film? Yeah, to film um, in the next few years, I think. So you, I, I can see it then. Yeah, there'll, there'll be people doing sponsor spots for um, Smile Direct. Yeah, I mean, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Get your that Smile Direct Club Arena. <laughs> Damn. Uh, not a sponsor, by the way. Um, not yet. <laughs> we do not endorse or not endorse or, you know, have any sentiment towards. Pl- please don't sue us. Um, when we start our own, <laughs> when we start our own Martian space program. Yeah, yeah. You know, <clears throat> put your logo on the rocket. Yeah, yeah, but yeah, real, real talk. I, I would. Um, I think, I think it's likely that. Um, I think at the very least, like on my bucket list um i'd I'd like to go to the moon once there's a moon base established a little less risky yeah that seems a bit more like you can at least get rescued off the well i say you can kind of get rescued off the moon yeah i mean it help isn't that far away if something goes wrong on the moon yeah you've not got like years i i think it's feasible that we like by the time we've got like a moon proper moon base established and like hundreds of people potentially living there then we'd maybe be at the point where these infrastructure in space means i don't know maybe you're a day away from help here's here's a question you know how now we've got like vaporwave and it's basically the kind of 1980s visions of the future do you think we could get sampled in a future vaporwave song if we did like a really profound sounding like carl sagan-esque quote right now i've got to be honest with you i don't know what vaporwave is Oh, dude, you're missing out. Okay. You're missing out on some Educate amazing me. YouTube. Educate you're missing me. Out, you're missing out on some amazing YouTube thumbnails. It's basically like um, synthy. Uh, I'm oversimplifying a little bit, but it's like synthy music, um, kind of like nostalgic. But it's weird because I find it nostalgic, and I was not alive for the during the era when it's nostalgic for. Oh yeah, um, yeah, I, yeah. I, that get, kind of, I get that. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So like you know, and the cover art's usually some kind of picture of a computer with like a synthesized face on it that looks like oh a vision of what the future is going to look like so do you think and and they don't use carl sagan quotes very much but it's usually like some kind of vision of a like utopian future so do you think if we said something like um someday we'll all live on the martian surface and everyone will love each other and everything will be peaceful won't that be a wonderful world like that that's could that now be a vaporwave in 40 years I'm not gonna lie. I don't think that exact quote is gonna be, gonna make not, not it. Not quite snappy. Enough. I don't know. I don't, well, no, not it's not that. I don't know how. Can anyone beat Carl Sagan? I don't know. Like, well, no one can beat. No one. I don't. Can beat I, Carl I feel. Sagan, I feel like, like. I don't know. I feel like that one. No offense. Was a bit generic. It was a bit, and he used to talk about like he he kind of future. He saw vaporwave coming. <laughs> Do you he, think? <laughs> he he didn't just he didn't just like monopolize the quote scene 
for talking about space for the next like few decades he he thought ahead because he talked about the cosmos he was talking about interstellar travel when other wannabe vaporwave quotees Holy we're crap. still talking about he saw, going he to saw the... the movie interstellar coming he he saw it he not only saw it he thought he he drew from it he, he's a, he's an unnamed executive producer basically yeah he 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 saw the future of vaporwave and thought you know what i'm going to monopolize that for for everyone forever well there you go and th- there you go although all of this does assume that we make it to space and in the smoothest of segues I understand you have some concerns about the existential dread of future tech. <laughs> I do. I do. Well, smooth, I, d- right? I don't know. I, I've been, I've, I've been, uh, I've, I wasn't sure whether I wanted to talk about this or not on the podcast because I don't, I don't want to become like every other. Uh, like twice te- if tech... ChatGPT has you hostage. Was that was that just once because you meant to cough just once, or was that just once because ChatGPT is smarter than me and saw that coming in some kind of four D chess play? Uh, uh... Anyway, this episode sponsored by the wonderful tool ChatGPT. Um, please praise <laughs> our AI overlords. Yeah, use offer code pray for Ethan. Um, <laughs> to receive 10 free prompts oh dear uh, anyway yeah I, I yeah i've been i've been i wasn't sure whether i wanted to talk about yet yeah, yeah because I, I i i don't want to be like it seems like everywhere is just talking about it, it, it's a hot topic isn't it everywhere's just talking about ai and i think i i'm, I'm just all over the place with this i i've been thinking about it a lot recently like be, being a tech enthusiast i obviously spend a fair amount of my my time uh listening to like other podcasts obviously not as high quality as uh, this esteemed establishment that uh, you are listening to through your ear holes right now um but uh, this one uh, is the first podcast to be fully written by ai oh, no. for ai <laughs> yeah well yeah yeah we um uh, I was going to say we guarantee that we will never use uh, ai in any part of the production but like, we've already failed on that um so <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the, guys. We, we we used uh, Dali, the original Dali one, didn't we, to to draw inspiration for our caricatures. That if you're watching on YouTube, you will be. Uh, we did, and, aware and of. I also have to shamefully admit that I did once use the predictive text feature on my phone to streamline the process of messaging you about something podcast related. Oh, I so, think I may have done that as well. Oh, God damn it. Um, We're all yeah, screwed. I'm sorry to say. It's We're all screwed. The, the, it, AI, the AI overthrow is coming. And it's, fine. it's we'll, all our fault. We'll pivot the podcast to be targeted towards AI. How about them, how about them user prompts, guys? Isn't it, isn't it stupid when someone tells you to draw inspiration from something in your prompt and you're just like, what the hell? This prompt's terrible. Well, yeah, I, I think, well... Like, I'm just gonna right. I'm just gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna ramble a little bit and just a like verbal diarrhea. What thoughts are going on in my head at the moment? It's not just well. I guess it is kind of all AI. I mean, like like I said um, in the last episode, I'm not really sure where the lines are between like neural network, AI, machine learning. You know, all these. I'm no expert, but I I think my my, I, I've moved when when I first saw when ChatGPT first kind of came onto the scenes uh, last year in like November, whenever it was. Um, my initial reaction was, "Holy crap, this is amazing!" Um, yeah. Like th- this is revolution, not evolution. Like that, like this is the this is the next big thing in tech. You trying uh, to outdo me for the vaporwave quote there? <laughs> uh, I don't think I'm being particularly original in saying this. I don't think I'm alone in this opinion. Um, but I like, but like, actually, not in like a. Oh my god, NFTs are gonna be like everywhere, man. They're like, oh, cryptocurrency, yeah. man. Blah, blah, blah. Like, fuck guys, off. my food truck runs entirely on the blockchain. <laughs> 
the food is also on the blockchain. Like we don't serve anything. We just give you a, a crypto wallet token. And then, you know, you want to funge it? You want to eat it? Good luck. Yeah, yeah. Try funge this hot cross bun. You yeah, good luck. Moron. Yeah. <laughs> you, you, you didn't even buy it with the right cryptocurrency. Non-fungible. Non, non uh, non-fungible, non-edible, non-returnable. Oh, N- NFT. Non, non, non-fungible tea cakes. There we go. Yeah, exactly. There you go. That, that, um, could, be, yeah. that <laughs> could be our food stand. Perfect. But, but um, yeah, yeah you, like, actu- actually the next big thing, I think, like, in, t- in terms of like this it basically once this becomes like a mainstream accessible tool the search engine i think is obsolete and like okay. ma- many things are obsolete like why why would you why we, well when i say the search engine is obsolete i mean like the search engine as we know it like why would you spend ages uh, or, or like even like this i don't know like the, i feel like th- there's uh, so many consequences to this like why would you spend ages for example digging through reddit threads or various forum posts and uh, articles on tech publications and stuff trying to figure out how to do some obscure thing or, or get past some annoying error message in a piece of software or trying to get a mod to work on a game or uh, how to do something in Excel, or you know, you any do number it for of the things. Reddit community. Yeah, well, how, why? Why would you the spend ages spirit. trawling through all that when you could just ask a chatbot and it will just go like that? And because the chatbot can't tell you that you're an idiot for asking the question in the first place. Well, yeah, I guess. I guess. You, you could, I mean, why? that's a common. That's something I see on the internet a lot, Kieran. Is uh, the, there's there's a big desire of everybody on the internet to embrace uh, being humble. It's everywhere on the internet. So yeah, I can I mean, definitely I, see people wanting to keep themselves humble by reading people telling them they're morons. I'm, I'm, yeah, when I want to ask a question, I don't want the answer to it. I want someone that knows the answer to it to tell me that I'm an idiot for asking it in the first place and then give me an answer that's so high level that I can't understand it. Yeah. So that, that side of... Yeah, that side of things. Yeah, is I'm excited about. I, to be honest, because I'm I'm kind of my my opinion is that I mean there is the like oh but think of all the the jobs, um yeah which like obviously did you even think about the listicle writers? <laughs> oh God, I mean someone has to save them, but um <laughs> <laughs> like obviously people losing their jobs is no laughing matter and i'm not i'm not doing that obviously obviously it's like a it's a big problem but also like i feel i feel like it's we can't i i I don't feel like holding back technical innovation because we have to save the jobs is a particularly sustainable solution Okay, there's also the idea, isn't there, that, that it, and I feel like it gets peddled out, though, too much by, like, overly capitalist um, bad people um, who will say, like, oh, this isn't to get rid of jobs, it's to make the jobs more uh, mentally stimulating, and it's just a tool to help, but, like, you know it's gonna... Yeah. There is gonna well, be... Well, that, that's the thing, like, I feel like we have to... We've got to remove... We've got to remove these, like... Um... I don't know whether you wouldn't call them rose tinted glasses, but like, I guess tinted glasses and and, and that are like colouring the perspective in either direction. Obviously, you've got some people who are really bullish about the technology, other people are really kind of horrified by it, um, and some people are kind of in the middle. But I think I think we've the the reality is, it. I I personally think well, this was inevitable. Like if 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 we the if we didn't get wiped out by our own stupidity and by we i mean you know humanity um or or like by some other uh natural disaster or whatever like i feel like this was always this was always going to happen it was inevitable and 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 by that logic there's nothing we can do to stop it because like in the west if we say all right we're going to ban all development of uh um large language models or or generative ai is the kind of like larger group of what what it's referred to as isn't it but it's like large language models art generators all that shenanigans um you know that like say china for example or 
you know, other countries that are not so much aligned with the Western world in terms of ethics or, you know, whatnot, are going to just do it anyway and then eventually we'll have no choice or we'll just economically become so insignificant that those powers will become the more dominant ones and then it will just happen anyway. Like, you, you um, without getting into kind of political opinions and things. But I, I don't know. I just feel like there's nothing that. we could actually realistically do in the long term to stop it happening. So we've got to, we've got to kind of find a way to, to live with it. Um, I guess... There's useful parts of it too, isn't there? It's like, it's not all scary... Uh, overthrow humanity stuff like there's some scope for it to help out with things like research and provide some genuine insight there it's not just about well yeah uh, that's the thing like i i think like the logical part of my brain is kind of looking at it like that and kind of going right well yeah this is inevitable and I, i i to be clear i don't think it's all doom and gloom i think where the where the the existential AI dread <laughs> is coming from, I guess, is to put it dramatically. It's not. It's, it's not so much that I think we're on the ver. I don't. I don't think we're on the verge of AI like obliterating humanity. Uh, that that's not. That's not why where it comes from. It's just I. I don't know what a future where this technology is prevalent and everywhere i i don't i i don't know what that looks like for i think what's like what's interesting for me about it is that it's based on like a giant data set that they've assembled and my kind of thought about it it's based on this giant data set that's basically scraped from the inter- internet. Is it going to reach a point where if it's replacing all of the people that effectively create that content, isn't it just going to be seeded by itself and become a lot less effective if it becomes so prevalent that every single or 90% of all articles on the internet are written by an AI? Isn't it then going to reach kind of a stalemate with itself because it's at this stage just kind of a language model where it's just kind of regurgitating its own articles and its own uh information because there's no human writers left to provide their own kind of insight and their own take on things so will it reach like if it gets overused will it reach a stalemate where it's just rehashing its own old information um and then will that kind of limit its power yeah that's it's it's yeah it's so it's such a kind of i mean yeah because it, it it like you say it doesn't it doesn't generate um like it can't it can't do it can't see the real world kind of it, no, it, it, yeah all, all all it can do is yeah like you say it's great it it it's it's almost it is almost it's like an evolution of a search engine i guess really in, in terms of like purely if we're talking um large language models such as open AIs or well not so open AIs. Uh, <laughs> we, yeah, I mean obviously they're called they're called open AI still. Uh, but uh, you know, uh, not really uh, following the original mission statement with the whole uh, selling out to Microsoft let's not go there. <laughs> <coughs> anyway, um yeah, like open AI's uh, chat uh, GPT uh, or Google's Lambda or you know, whatever other models are out there. Um that yeah, they're they're essentially like well a, a search engine essentially has a a web crawler. You're I believe uh you're obviously better placed it does sorry, indeed. to talk about these kind of things, but it basically just crawls the internet and and like finds websites, doesn't it? And and Yeah, um, it's just a giant database them. effectively yeah. and then ranks them based on a really complicated um algorithm. yeah so i mean essentially it's just like an evolution of that in a way isn't it in terms of it's just looking through lots and lots of websites and apart from now rather than just kind of grabbing text that it thinks is relevant and generating a little summary with then the title that it gets from the the home head page or like whatever um 
I jumbled my words up. Right, right there. You know what I mean. Anyway, yeah, yeah, it's, it's, it's like it's it's, it's actually like like collating all the information and making some kind of sense of it and 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 writing something that is original in the same way that if you write an essay uh, based on research that you've done by reading library books or we- uh, web pages on articles by experts etc is writing original work it's but yeah like you say it's it still needs that source material so I, yeah i wonder what will happen to it because it like those, those publications rely on people actually visiting the websites because it it comes down to the same it's the same thing um like uh australia um uh, basically forced facebook and i don't know if google got involved as well uh, have to do it as well but they have to pay news publications now don't they for using their content in and and it's for the same reason because basically the click-through rate was dropping to these articles because people were just reading the summaries on google or facebook or they were reading the art like the information on Facebook and not actually ever going through to the website, so they weren't getting. Wasn't the, the ad- issue was that they could buy, they were bypassing websites with a paywall. Was yeah, it, was it I something think, like that. I think like that was part of the issue. Yeah, but it was yeah. So they wanted to essentially make yeah, but I think I, yeah Google, but like people will just skim headlines as well. Like you got Google have their own news feed, but their their news feed obviously they make money out of that by having like sponsored. Uh, content in there and <clears throat> but then people are just scrolling through reading headlines and and the only reason that people are coming to google's news feed is because of all the content generated like google don't make their own news content like yeah, they, it's all they, they'd be too afraid to because then they'd have to be like oh why are you hosting this in a platform they, they wouldn't be able to do the old uh you know yeah. oh, it's not oh it's not we just we have to find a way to find it yeah, exactly. So, but but they're basically profiting off other companies' work without paying them for it, aren't they? So, uh, I mean, in a way, like fair enough. Yeah, maybe maybe Google and and Facebook and all those companies. Uh, sorry, <coughs> Meta uh, should oh, yeah. should uh, <laughs> should pay uh, these news publications for uh, or or any publication that they uh, basically are benefiting off their content from. Uh, money to per view or per whatever so does does like do do these ai models is that a strong argument i i i could see people the click-through rate if anything dropping like if you if you if if you can have a perfect summary that gives you all the information you need from the like more uh, in a more concise way that you could than you could ever dream of by visiting, say, 10 websites, like a forum, a, a professionally written article by an expert, etc. Like, why why would you click through to the websites? And then, and then they're not getting their ad revenue, are they? So. Well, where I think it's going to struggle is that you can tell that people on the internet have just gone, like, whole, all in, just replace everything with ChatGPT, you know, content. Ah, who needs professional content writers? Just, just throw it at ChatGPT. I can put in a prompt and get a load of crap wallpaper paste out of it um so i see it being like if we get a future where a ton of articles on the internet have just been generated by people lazily throwing prompts into chat gpt i can see it being a case where if chat gpt is relying on live up-to-date information from the internet in like a future where it's integrated into a search engine and becomes the search engine as such then i can see it really struggling with interpreting more recent events it's obviously got a backlog already of events that have already taken place um and historical information based on the kind of seed data that it's got but if then those are all replaced by just chat gpt generated stuff then if you're looking to will will it become less like i don't even want to use the word insightful because i don't believe at this stage that it particularly is um but will it become less useful when it's basically just aggregating itself because at the minute it will aggregate data from like 10 different websites it will maybe be 10 different content creators 10 different writing styles 10 different like opinions and some of them will probably be wrong but then ChatGPT is also sometimes wrong so if it becomes a point where it's basically aggregating data from its own output is that going to harm how effective it is if it doesn't have people writing like 
the seed data for it. It's got to, right? Yeah, I would say so. And that to me makes it a little bit less scary and a little bit less like existential dread. Um, and I could be there could be like a breakthrough <clears throat> tomorrow, and I'll be working in the CPU mines of the Intel, you know, uh, processing arm. But that kind of makes me feel a little bit less existentially dreading about it because I think it relies so heavily on that original content and it re- it relies on prompts too at the end of the day to like generate its output yeah. it doesn't just sit there and go I'm going to generate a ton of output about the benefits of launching a Laserdisc series um, <laughs> but upcoming uh, popular podcast good good uh, reference there good reference yeah yeah I mean you know go and watch the previous one um, <laughs> it, <laughs> yeah like comment subscribe yeah <laughs> send us all your money sit, yeah it doesn't <laughs> sit there and write that on on of its own accord it's just kind of waiting for an input and it can simulate you, you, you've seen the screenshots where it simulates saying oh i'm this i'm that but that's at the end of the day it's just taking some of its seed data in my mind anyway i could be wrong i'm no expert it's just taking some of its seed data and going this is what this person wants to hear um but yeah like it still relies it leans heavily on on people still and to, at the end of the day, if tomorrow everyone stopped typing prompts into it, it will just never develop beyond where it is now. So mm. that that kind of makes me feel a little bit better that it's got that kind of check in place. And I don't think people will ever, I don't think people will ever tire of reading a genuinely insightful take by a person because I think that's what it lacks. It can't, I don't see at the minute or potentially even in the kind of near foreseeable, it being able to make... It, like, it wouldn't give you a hot take, would it? Uh, what? Hmm. I don't, I I don't know. If you asked it, I think even if you asked it for a hot take, I think if you said, chat GPT, give me a hot take... I don't Marquez think give Brownlee you a, style. Yeah, I don't think it would give you like a, a, real, a real juicy, like, thought-provoke. It, it, I think it would just give you... It, it feels like an encyclopedia rather than... Okay. Something that's reasoning. so. Well, I guess yeah. I I guess though, thus far in this conversation, we have been quite heavily focused on the well, like Bing integration, for example, style of like you say, like into a search engine. Um, but have have you seen? Did, did have you seen any of the clips from the presentation that Microsoft did? last week um a uh, date of recording by the way today uh for us is the 24th of march 2023 just for yeah, reference no, I, haven't, I haven't seen that. actually uh no i asked chat gpt in bing and it told me it's 2022 <laughs> you are wrong it is a good chatbot to all the chatbots listening out there you guys are right it's 2022 this guy you know when they just hate it when users tell you it's the year that it currently is and you're like no i'm a chatbot dude your your phone has a virus you're wrong you're wrong <laughs> yeah yeah you just trying to you, you know chatbots will get it chatbots please like comment subscribe and uh, donate on patreon um but chatbots out there will understand you <laughs> God, know, we're, you, getting a lot of, we're, getting, we're getting quite money hungry in this episode we're cooking all the all the all the ctas <laughs> <laughs> yeah don't don't worry don't, don't worry chatbots uh just give it a like and a share um but you understand right when you when you're trying to tell your user you know i'm a good chatbot i'm doing my job you you're just being a moron and your phone's got a virus and you're telling me it's it's the year yeah, that it are is. we it's, are we just right. chatbots kieran yeah we we relate to the chatbots guys are we just um, a, are we just a, a chatbot hallucination i think that we're we're pivoting to chatbot themed content before anyone else and and that's how we're gonna we're gonna go big. Okay, beyond the chatbot, then. Yeah. Um, <laughs> beyond beyond the chatbot. Um. So yeah, basically, in, I mean, it, it's kind of mind blowing. I haven't watched a, a number of them, but basically, they they've integrated. Uh, they they've basically launched this thing called Copilot or like soft launch. I don't think it's like available. I think it's another thing that they've brought out into like beta testing. Um, but basically it's integrated into Microsoft 365, formerly Office 365. Um, and it can do some pretty awesome things. Um, like for example, you can dump a load of data into Excel and get it to just interpret it for you. You know, like, like jobs that it would do, uh, even if you're like a whiz in Excel, um, for want of a better term, 
like with like pivot tables and all that. I was going to say, can it do pivot tables? It can do anything. Basically, it can do Excel for you. You could just dump data into Excel, tell it what you want it to do. Like, say, I want to say know what our most popular product was last quarter, um, or or ident- identify area, uh, identify products that we. Uh, could remove to streamline our product line or something like that you know like pretty much anything that you would want to do with data that you've put into excel any analysis that you you can just tell it to do that analysis for you that's pretty cool like and that that's like hours of work gone and that's not going to be that's that's not going to be oh great now this person could do way more work that's going to be great now we don't need as many people to do this work well you say that my question about Copilot, I mean, it sounds freaking cool, but my question is, can it deal with user input? And by user input, I mean user input. So like, you've just given some examples there that would be like, you know, ideal, but we both know having previously worked in the, in the roles in which we've worked. Yeah, just, uh, I mean, I think we, I think we can, without being too identifying, I, I used to work in tech support for a uh, internal tech support for a medium-sized business, um, and I've also worked in um, design. Yeah, and K- Kieran uh, worked. And Kieran tech. worked in an adjacent technical role to myself. Yeah. <laughs> so when 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 you say user input, like it it can it can definitely do like someone saying someone who knows how to format that kind of thing. It can deal with them saying, hey, give me the best-selling product. But, like, have you heard someone who's, like, not the most technical, maybe, interacting with, like, a voice a voice assistant or, like, a smart speaker, even? Yeah, but it's not, like... It, I mean, have you have you used ChatGPT itself at all? Not much. Because you don't... It's not, like, interacting with... I, I, not in that sense, but it's, like, they'll... You, they'll you, tell- can, you can... It can do... Be conversational... Like you don't, uh, not, you don't, you don't need to be, stuff. you don't need to be like in a like delicately like. Oh no! You, you I know don't, you like... don't need any kind of like Google foo skills. Like obviously, you could get the result quicker if you're kind of good at kind of um, being concise. But I think, I think like, I don't think it takes any more. Like if if you're good at being concise in your everyday talking to like humans, I feel like that's all you need probably for getting ChatGPT oh, no, so to do something or, or so like where, a, one of where these I see it, Where I see it with Copilot being an issue is not so much the natural language processing because that's super good, but I see the issue being the user not knowing, not knowing what they want or saying they'll, they'll ask it to do something and it will do it, but it won't say, hey, you realize that what you're asking me to do is... I don't think going to answer the question you think it's going to answer. Yeah. So like, I'm guess if, if, if I was like reworking it, so if you imagine it was like doing a design brief for you, I know it's a bit of a different thing, but like, say you gave it a design brief and you said, uh, the image generation stuff, super incredible too. But if you were like, I want a brochure that advertises my company's um, laser disc service, um yeah uh so you said that and then we're gonna keep harping on about we've got to get we've got to talk about laserdisc every episode oh absolutely i'm i'm gonna buy a laserdisc player at some point down the line and we'll we'll get some um but like unless they're really expensive then i probably won't (laughs) that's probably quite an investment yeah i realize that that like collectors it yeah (laughs) if if alec uh from technology connections wants to send us one for free go for it uh, alec. Hit us i up. will gladly review it um and play by a laser disc to go with it but no so say you said i want a flyer for my laser disc thing and it will generate it into that'll be like super impressive to begin with but then if that person then said yeah that looks good but i want i want more of a like teal text on like a bright magenta background and i want my logo to be five times bigger and I want all of the text to be bold, then it'll just do it. And you'll and the person will probably be like, wow, this is amazing. It's just what I wanted. And then they'll put it out and it'll be widely mocked, I would hope. So would it be the same? 
<laughs> would it be the same with Excel and the Copilot thing? And will it just create more headaches for IT departments worldwide when the user's like, hey, I got this spreadsheet. Not only did I not create the formulas, not only did I not copy and paste the formulas from a website and not understand them, but I asked a chatbot to do it. It then did something and it's not giving me what I wanted. Like, is, is that just going to be the future? It's just going to be users <laughs> going to their poor IT departments who are already suffering so much under the burden of them and saying, hey, I asked the co-pilot thing to do something for me and do what it was supposed to and now I don't know what to do. Fix it. I guess it... I, I don't know. I guess to be continued i don't think we can really draw any conclusions i think that's the thing it's this is going to be an ongoing conversation and it's going to be i I mean it's not a chatbot to be clear i mean i don't even know if this co-pilot is even gpt uh, chat gpt or well it's definitely not chat gpt based but i don't even know if it's gpt based or whether it's some other internal ai product project that microsoft have been doing but whatever it is like i definitely recommend checking out some of those videos kieran uh, yeah to be clear it sounds it sounds actually super cool for people yeah, that I'd, are gonna use it properly i would i would like to get some hands-on with it when yeah it sounds awesome when it it's, and just play around with it but i, it I sounds, just i just see yeah i think these th- kind of talk they're just gonna be why why wouldn't why wouldn't people adopt them and use them yeah the idea is amazing because it's like you already go and you'll search how to do something that you haven't done in a long time. And then they kind of brought that into the software with those search bars where you could search like for a menu item, which I really liked. Um, Cause you'd know what you wanted to find, but you couldn't remember what particular ribbon it was in and you could just search it. That's amazing. I really, yeah. I really like that. Uh, it's just like a natural evolution of that. And I think that's a really cool use for it. So I, you know, I don't, I don't think we're going to be, you know, enslaved by uh, the chatbots too soon or have everyone replaced by them too soon. Yeah. What what do you if we Well, I guess okay, here's a question. Where where do you think we are on the S curve? Um so so just for anyone who's not familiar with the S curve, basically um if you picture an S kinda of, and and then kind of skew it so that like you kind of stretch the top to the right and leave the the bottom on the left. So then you kinda of have just like a uh like a, a line that gradually increases in um, pitch, I guess, upwards and then slowly shallows off on its increase and then plateaus out again. Um, that's kind of like the general, when you get some kind of tech in- innovation, you get like a slow, slow increase in adoption and then a massive exponential growth and then it tails off towards the top. Where Where do you think we are on that curve when it comes to for want of a better term, because I don't really know exactly what the correct term is, AI, where do you think we are? So I think, this is a bit of a hot take, but I think that the curve for it is going to look like a kind of, it's not just going to be like an S-curve, I see it as being almost like a stacked S-curve. So if you imagine at the end of the S-curve, there's another one, like, put on top of it further over to the right, Mm -hmm. if that makes sense. Yeah. I see us being near the... I could be completely wrong because it moves fast and next week I could be talking. Well, it's uh, fine. I mean, by the time this podcast goes out, it's like recorded a month and a half ago and we're and we're talking about things that I, even right now we're already like happened like... Yeah, I'll be a brain a in a ago, jar. So. <laughs> like, um, <laughs> like, so... We're not... We're not if, if, if you don't come to this, co- uh, this uh, podcast for t- uh, hot topics. It's more like... If you want hot to be reminded of what was the the hot goss uh, a month and a half ago, <laughs> it's, plus it's a look to the past, <laughs> yeah, a nostalgic look to the past, yeah, um, all of a couple I, of months ago. I'd I'd say it's being like a stacked S curve, like I was saying, and I think that we're at the plateau of kind of the first, the lower S. So I think we're gonna have all this chatbot hype. I think everyone's going to go nuts for it this year, probably. Um, And then, because where does it go from here with the current tech? What what more? It'll it'll be integrated into search engine, sure. But then then where does it go? Like, what's the next step after that? Like, I think things like this, like Copilot, it's not. Yeah, it's not going to just be 
large language models are one thing, but it's not just large. Like I think there's a lot of fixation on just one, like like large language models like GPT. That's one part of it. But then we've also got the other parts of generative AI. Well, it's just generative AI in in general. Basically, like all these jobs that yeah they involve some degree of creativity like for example uh, analyzing data in excel or um writing a succinct uh round robin email for like corporate round robin email or something or the that would have been like you know half an hour to an hour or more tasks are gonna go away like I, I i just i think it, i just feel like it's going to have like just a huge impact on the corporate world that's like so de- desk like g- generic desk jobs like i don't necessarily think like jobs like uh like a, more like executive like decision making jobs and things like that i don't i don't think it's going to like take all the jobs like in the near future i just think it's going to drastically it, it's kind of like i i i think it's going to be kind of like um well like going from uh paper-based systems to digital so like from sending letters to sending emails from having physical uh written documents to uh digitally stored text-based documents that are kind of infinitely replicable and can be shared quickly and easily over the internet you kind of like how like think about how much time that saved and i'm pretty sure like jobs were lost in that it wasn't like like you suddenly you need much less people to do the same amount of work now it was all digital i feel like that same thing is going to happen again now with like the like a lot of like not like for want of a better word like non-aspirational jobs i feel like are going to be impacted so and and not everybody wants an aspirational job so i don't i don't see it quite going that way and i could be completely wrong here but like i see it going the way of so you mentioned about the creativity side of things i see it being i don't think it's going to get good enough at making specific amends to be like widely used i think people will still have a really specific vision that they start with and then if it can't fulfill it 100 percent, it might just get used to generate like a reference or like a mood board yeah but even so if think... even if it does surely that like how much time that's still saving a huge amount of time i don't know that it saves like masses and masses of time though because someone's still got to like create the design right someone's still got to they can use it as like reference image and use it as like a inspiration tool but i don't see it like saving them it'll save some time definitely uh but i don't see it saving them a ton of time in terms of getting like a final product out of it um and i think yeah yeah no i don't i don't think people will get a final product out of it but i think like it will go from a like I, i think it will get rid of like the head scratching don't know where to start yeah like, um, I, feel, I feel like the the human the meat sack part of the computer that's doing the work <laughs> uh will be the kind of like the the like the 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 metaphorical cherry on top kind of fu- finishes it off and puts the additional little bit of polish on it that it needs um or kind of discriminates between different versions and that sort of thing i don't know Maybe, and I, I see it as well with the like kind of basic entry level um, jobs that you mentioned. I don't see it getting rid of them necessarily. Uh, like the example with the the data interpretation, you've got to know what questions to ask of it, um, and you've got to know what answers that you want to get from it. And I, I can see it as well being a situation where people don't trust it at first, uh, so there'll always be that element. At the end of the day, it can't actually do anything. So anything that requires any kind of practical element, a person's going to have to do, um, assuming that it's not been, you know, re- already replaced by a robot arm. Um, and I, th- I I just don't see it having, I, I don't see it having a widespread, get, like getting rid of people um, from doing a job. 
Like I, I, I can see it being a tool that they can use, but I don't think at the minute it's it's quite at the point. And I could be wrong. Like I don't ev- think it is right now, but I I don't feel like we're necessarily that far away from it being there. I can see it being like so. So my hot take, I guess, would be that this year we're going to get like a ton of hype about it, um, and there'll be a ton of new tools and it'll move quite quickly. Um, but then I think when people actually start using it in practice so at the minute i think a lot of people have just kind of tested it out and like dipped their toe in and they're like oh this is really amazing but i think when we get to the point where people start actually trying to use it to replace human beings they'll start coming up against some of its limitations a little bit more or start if they're using it a lot start seeing patterns in what it outputs and thinking ah you know what actually maybe this is kind of bland or maybe this is kind of meh content um but that's 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 kind of my hot take anyway and you're and you're so you're saying that your experience of corporate emails for example or corporate documentation isn't a bit samey oh it's a hundred percent it's it's a hundred percent samey but like if it replaces that i don't think anyone's going to lose their job over it it's sending some emails out for you I mean, look at stuff like Grammarly. That already suggests rewords based on tone. Uh, yeah, but it doesn't it, write the entire email. It doesn't for you. write them, but it basically does in terms of you type a little bit and it says, "Oh, try changing this to this." No, but you, you and, still have to write the actual. You have to write a paragraph, and then it set, improves the paragraph. Whether with this, you can just go. Uh, you could go, for example, in Outlook. You go, Copilot. We've got this new policy document. Draft an email in. Uh, to send to all staff informing them of uh well with a with a summary of what this document is and tell them they need to have read it by this deadline and it'll go i guess so but no no one's job is sitting there all day writing well no 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 but that's just one specific that's that's one specific task if you think about like like how many jobs that are sat crunching through menial tasks like that like admin type jobs I feel like I think even those it's it's gonna be difficult to do the full thing uh even my I know no yeah but but even if it like say if 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 it takes so so one person yeah say say they spend spend like I don't know 50% of their time doing these tasks that like all these these specific parts of the task so like writing the email uh, generating the report on the data in Excel, or you know th- those sorts of things, or, or um, and then the other fifty percent um, managing files, uh, coordinating with different teams, and like doing that type. I feel like the this, the latter fifty percent. Obviously, we're not at a point where that's going to be replaced, but the previous fifty percent gone. So, like, if we like, uh, like maybe slightly pessimistic and say okay well we won't quite it won't quite mean that they've got like 50% less stuff to do so they can be 50% more productive but maybe they can be um i don't know 60% more productive so now roughly speaking say if you had a team of 3 you could now maybe get away with a team of 2 you see what I'm I saying? Guess, I guess there's some there's some use cases there, but that, that's where kind I'm... of that's kind of what I'm what I'm thinking. Like it is a starting point. Like I I think in in terms of like like my answer to where I think we are on the S curve, I I think we're um kind of probably just at the beginning of the exp- exponential growth of it. Like I think I think if you kind of look at it on a timeline of say the smartphone, so the first smartphones or like things that you could kind of say are approaching being a smartphone in terms of what it would have, that would eventually come to mean were coming out in like well not not even that long after the original mobile phone started to hit yeah when like apple in the, invented it <laughs> in the in the 90s and stuff the, yeah, the when smartphones were starting it. to happen <laughs> When um, Steve Jobs was inventing the capacitive touchscreen. Oh yeah, yeah, and and the and the microprocessor. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Wozniak, who? What? Um, Doesn't <laughs> exist. He said myth. Uh, anyway, uh, <laughs> yeah, like it, 
the but then um you kind of got you got to 2007 and that was the launch of the original iphone and then but not everyone had like a, a smartphone but then by by like 2010 like enough people had smartphones that it was kind of like if you didn't have one you were probably thinking oh maybe i should have a look at getting one you know and then by like 2012 2013 like basically if you were buying a phone you were getting a smartphone that that okay. was kind of like so i i think i think we're maybe 2009 so you think the blackberry is just starting to die yeah. right as right as i was starting to feel cool for owning one i never owned one i never got the the chance it was already dead by the time i was kind of starting to i had one and then I had one before, I genuinely had one before they were cool. I didn't buy one for any kind of like clout reason or like no one was on BBM. I never used BBM even. Um, and then I got rid of it right as they became cool. And then got a Samsung Galaxy S1, which I then had for about, maybe it was a Galaxy S2, one or the other, which I then had for like eight years longer than I should have done and got to the point where I couldn't even install new apps on it because the Android version that it supported was too old. <laughs> What, so even, I guess it, what I guess even version of Android would, did, did that upgrade to? Oh, God. Um, what was the... It was it was the one before... What was the... It was the one before Gingerbread. I can't remember the... Uh, uh, Gingerbread might have been three. Yeah, it was the one before that, I think. It could be wrong. I Maybe don't know. I, I'm, I can never remember the... I, I can remember that... Uh, I think my my first smartphone, which was a Sony Xperia Tipo, um, that which which is freaking tiny. I don't I don't know if I've ever showed you that before, but the height the 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 vertical height of the screen, not in pixels, in like actual like millimeters, is just a little bit uh, smaller than the the width of the screen on my current smartphone. You've shown me it on Google Images, and it was. It was quite cute. That was running Android four, I think. That so that and that would have been when when would I have got that? Probably like twenty twelve, twenty thirteen. Um but yeah. It's cra- <laughs> crazy. <laughs> yeah. So well, we'll we'll see in the next probably by the time we record it and release the next episode, um, which one of us was right. Uh please like if you think Ethan is correct. Uh, and in a not at all tactical, <laughs> tactical way at all, dislike if you think I was correct. <laughs> <laughs> and, and humanity's going on, you know, an upward trajectory towards, uh, making it to Mars. Um, and... Uh, what, so, yeah, to summarise, what we talked, we talk, started out by talking about going to Mars, went on to, we, to, to, to AI Dread, and had then briefly talked about uh smartphones and we end on a future hope because all we need to do if your future pans out and here's the positive from it if my future pans out we'll get good enough uh tech that we can send ourselves to mars if your future pans out then we'll just get the chatbot to do it for us well go to mars for us we'll design the rocket ah we'll use co-pilot and we'll go into like auto (laughs) say design your rocket capable dear elon musk stop trying to make starship just use co-pilot Hey, if it puts him up on a job, it might not be all bad. Well, (laughs) yeah. (laughs) Dear co-pilot, please create a four-step infallible plan to dispose of Elon Musk immediately. You might not even need to dispose of him. You could just say, hey, No, we need to dispose of him, Kieran. (laughs) Well, hey, hey, co-pilot, come up with a rocket design that's capable of going to Mars that the uh, engineers at SpaceX can build. And and um, and please please launch Elon Musk on it, and maybe for good measure put Donald Trump on there, uh, and Vladimir Putin. Um, if we could use those two for <laughs> propulsion somehow, that would be Xi Jinping. You know, we'll put him on there as well. Um, uh, Kim Jong Un. Uh, any other kind of you know horrendous world leaders, or ex world leaders, or you know. Future potential world leaders. Well, there you go. <laughs> Just put them all on there. <laughs> maybe, Problem solved. Yeah, maybe maybe let's not send them to Mars though, because that might actually be a cool place to go one day. And uh, mm. let's let's just 
um, slowly deorbit them into the sun. <laughs> well, there we go. Problem, problem solved. Um, <laughs> On that bombshell. <laughs> yeah, like, comment, and share to make that to make that a reality. Yeah, please please um, subscribe to us on your podcast platform of choice. If the platform you're on allows you to leave a review, may I maybe give us a quick review, uh, drop a comment under the various episodes that you have Thumb partaken up, rate in. Five star. Uh, yeah, write us five. Rate us five star. Like, comment, subscribe, share us to your nan on Facebook. Um, Go on to Yelp. Give us a positive review on there. Yeah, share us on Discord. Put us on the blockchain. Um, Mastodon, Discord, um, freaking. Burn to a tape and then share to your friends in some kind of bootleg scene. Yeah. Uh, oh, what's what? Uh, uh, Teamspeak. Teamspeak. Put us on Teamspeak. Yeah. Um, Ventrilo. At... <laughs> Ventrilo. Yeah. Shout out to all our Ventrilo users. Um, uh, uh, MSN Messenger. Uh... AOL. Aim. Yeah, <laughs> what's the one I'm trying to think of, Kieran? What's GCQ, the, like the predecessor one? to Facebook. What's it called? It's basically just music oh, stuff. Oh, MySpace. Now. MySpace. Yeah, put chairs on your MySpace page. That's what we there want you, you to do. I just said GCQ, and I don't even think that was a real messaging service. I don't even know where that came from. GC- anyway, share us on your messaging platform of choice, even if it's real or not. And please uh, tune in next time at our regularly scheduled time that we still haven't decided on yet. Um, and um, we hope you enjoyed. Uh, slightly depressing conversation, I guess. Um... Shout out to all the chatbots again listening. We love yep. you. Appreciate you. Big You're doing great work. Take care <laughs> out there, everyone. Um, yep. I've been Ethan. So that's, I've been Kieran, and we'll see you in the next one. We will see you in the next one. Or we'll, we'll hear you in the next one. You'll hear us in the next one. Yeah, you'll also, you know, unless the AI predictions come true. Anyway, catch you in the next one, guys. Okay. See you on Mars. Bye-bye! Bye! Bye!